Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Palt, and today I've got Steve Tataoshian, Global, Mar- Global Marketing Manager for uh, Kinetis Microcontrollers at Freescale, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Internet of Things. And uh, it is a whole bunch of things, isn't it, Steve? Welcome aboard. It absolutely is. Thanks, Alex. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's uh, you know the thing is is that Internet of Things is a buzzword. Unfortunately, we're never going to get rid of because it's actually pretty descriptive of the situation. And the sad part is is that it's actually pretty descriptive of the situation because it is literally everything, right? That's right, and that's the way we've kind of approached it as well with our Kinetis microcontroller family at Freescale. So we have an extremely broad portfolio of uh, compatible and scalable microcontrollers based on Cortex-M here at Freescale. And we've kind of split it up um, between these, these more general purpose lines with, with broader kind of integration or performance or low power capabilities. For example, our Kinetis-L really focused on low power based on the Cortex-M0+. We have some Kinetis-K microcontrollers based on Kinetis or Cortex-M4 uh, processors that are more highly integrated and you know reach higher performance levels. And then when we look at more targeted specific application areas, we have families such as our Kinetis W family focused on wireless connectivity, um, and which is a really hot area associated with the, the IoT. And then things like the Kinetis V series of microcontrollers, it has you know some special peripherals and capabilities around things like motor control and power conversion. So you're absolutely right. Very broad market um, and and and. Pr- I guess, set of applications captured by, by this Internet of Things, but it absolutely is everything. And some of those, some of those applications, you know, we can, we can serve with more general purpose micros and others really need more dedicated uh, products to really ring out the, the last bit of efficiency or power for those applications. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Steve, that, that makes a lot of sense. And on that side of it, you know, everybody wants – all the functionality, and you obviously can't just throw everything into one chip. What functionalities are pretty much through the whole line? What are the baseline functionalities now that everyone expects out of a microcontroller? So that's a great question. I think, you know, there's a, there's a, there is a wide range of uh, CPU performance uh, actually still in the marketplace that customers require um, and a wide range of memory densities embedded. From a peripheral perspective, you know, it, it's pretty general serial communications um, are, are pretty standard across all of our Kinetis devices. And then you start to see more, I guess, dispersion across uh, other features or capabilities, again, depending on the, the target application. And that's one of the, the great advantages, I think, of, of Kinetis is that as customers' applications move or expand, um, we have, we're very likely to have a product, uh, the next step up in the rung. So, for example, a customer that today may not be using USB in their application, tomorrow wants to add USB functionality, well, they move from a, a Kinetis device without USB to one with USB that is, you know, fully uh, hardware and software compatible. And then perhaps in the, in the generation after that, they're going to add Ethernet and the same thing, you know, that, that next step up in the portfolio to capture that. And with that, of course, you know, memories grow to handle these communication stacks. Um, so there's a, there is certainly a basic level of functionality and capability across all of the, the series within Kinetis. 
But I think there's also a, a lot of flexibility and a lot of ability for our customers to really zero in on the device that best meets, meets their needs from a performance, feature, power, and price point. Mm-hmm. Now, you know I'm going to ask this question because it's Power Systems Design uh, magazine and website. Now, what does all of this mean for energy efficiency power management? Okay. Uh, that's a great question. So I would split that up into, into two answers. One is just from a, a low power capability, from a microcontroller power consumption perspective, um, with IoT, the demands for lower and lower power continue to to uh, be impressed upon us by, by the market and our customers. And I think we are absolutely uh, rising to that challenge. So there's a fundamental low power architecture that we build into every one of our devices. And you'll see that we're going to... Um, at our Freescale Technology Forum, the, in about a week, we will announce our uh, Kinetis K2 devices, and that's the second generation of Kinetis K devices. So we launched the first generation of devices about three years ago, and in a year and a half, we took a step function down in power consumption when we released our Kinetis L devices, and now we're releasing this next generation of K devices. And we've really leveraged a lot of that low-power learning over the last few years into these products. And what we've been able to do is, is really significantly reduce our run currents by about a factor of two. Um, we now have uh, static or standby currents in the, in the 150 nanoamp range. So it really, when a customer wants to do some number crunching, their application is up and running, you know, we can really do that effectively with, with very low current consumption um, and then, you know, go back to sleep and have really minimal leakage when we're in these sleep modes. The other things that we're doing are around the smart peripherals. So integrating more and more intelligence into the peripheral modules themselves such that, you know, the core doesn't even need to come up um, to, do, to do some of the processing or add some intelligence to applications. And I'll just give an example of that is, is our ADC, for example. You can have the device in a, in a very deep sleep mode, have the ADC active and sampling and doing averaging um, without the CPU, uh, you know, intervening. And when a, when a certain trigger level is reached, then, you know, the micro will do something with that. It could wake up the core and do something, or it could simply DMA some information to memory. Um, so there's a lot of more smarts being pushed to the edges of the device such that the overall power consumption of the application is dropped. The other way I want to answer that question is more at an application level. And if we talk about things like motor control and power conversion uh, applications, what we're doing there, you know, when you're spinning a motor, you're maybe not so the, the, the current consumed by the, by the micro probably isn't your, your biggest source of, uh, of worries. Um, so, but what really is, is how efficient can you turn that motor? Or if you're talking about a, a power supply, for example, an SMPS system, you're talking about, you know, how efficient are you about doing that power conversion? And there, you know, there are things within the micro that we can do to really enable that last bit of efficiency gain in the application. And those are things that, that we've really put into the Kinetis V family. And here, you know, this, those are application spaces, especially at the high end of motor control and in this power conversion space where it traditionally has been dominated by things like proprietary DSP or digital signal controller architectures um, that haven't necessarily been easy for the end customer to use um, but have really been only the pro only products in the market that could deliver to the requirements that those application spaces needed. 
what we've done with Kinetis V is taken um, some expertise that we have in that area along these, these really high-speed peripherals um, such as our PWMs and, uh, and ADCs, and now we've put that into our Kinetis kind of chassis per se such that we bring along all this great ease of use capability and ecosystem that's established for the Cortex-M based products and wrapped around that the sophisticated peripherals that enable uh, motor control and power conversion and say engineers to, to get that last bit of efficiency out of their application. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now, <clears throat> there are a lot of moving parts obviously going on in all of this. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges in uh, integrating these next generation or the next level functionalities into the designs to the average engineer, the one who's working with, say, for example, a not-so-smart application at this point? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. And, and, and this is, you know, it's the biggest challenge, I would say, overwhelmingly that our customers have today is on the software side. And that's, I think that's an industry-wide problem uh, or challenge, I should say. That's something that, you know, Freescale, you know, I think a lot of people see us as a chip vendor, but in, in reality, you know, we make a huge investment in software ourselves. And, you know, there's plenty of reports out there that suggest that, you know, companies now on projects are spending upwards of 60% of the development on software as opposed to the actual hardware that that software is going to run on. Similarly, when, when we look at uh, why projects are late, um, it's often because of software deliverables, not, not the hardware and the point being is that, that this is becoming a bigger and bigger challenge for our customers, and uh, Freescale has really made a big investment to solve that problem and, and bring this ease of use and really enable our customers to get to market faster and do so with lower risk such that when they write code, they have higher confidence that that code is going to be solid in these really often safety-critical applications. Uh, and the way we do that, and, and related to um, the announcement around this next generation of Kinetis devices, is a whole new set of enablement. You know, we, we already, there's a baseline set of, of hardware and software tools available for Kinetis today, and we've really taken that to the next level now. So, for example, within our, we have a, process, a tool called Processor Expert that integrates into uh, all of our supported uh, IDE environments, such as uh, Code Warrior from Freescale, our new Kinetis Software Development Studio, as well as IAR, Kyle, Atala, Green Hills. So it's this, uh, the, this processor expert tool that we deliver is supported within the, the broader environment, development environment that our customers are using for their software development. And this tool delivers... Um, a lot of ease of use to the to our customers. So, for example, we have a software development kit that is delivered through this tool. So, all of the the peripheral drivers, for example, um, are are in this tool, and a customer can can pull and use those drivers. And now that saves them time in the sense that they're not out there writing low level drivers. That's all delivered for, with our devices through this processor expert tool. Um, it also, like I said, reduces risk because these are coming from from Freescale. Known to known to work with our with our devices and our peripherals, um, so and then known to work together as well. And then within that environment, also we support a lot of we see a really a rapid transition for our customers, moving from bare metal applications to real time operating systems, such that their their projects are more transferable from you know their their software projects are more transferable from project to project within their companies. 
So we offer, you know, from Freescale a complimentary RTOS called MQX, but we also support MicroCOS uh, and others um, like free RTOS out of the box now as well with it, uh, within our tool ecosystem. So it's really about being able to lessen the load on our customers in terms of software development and then improve or increase their ability to reuse their, their investment from project to project within the Kinetis portfolio. Mm-hmm. Well, and actually, Steve, that was a great answer because not only did you answer my first question, you answered my follow-up question with what were you guys, what do you do to address those uh, challenges for the designer in a nice uh, package of tools and support is a always good answer to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, um, what I like to do is I always give my guests the chance uh, to have the last word. So what are your, before we close out the uh, podcast, what are your final thoughts or observations or advice for the design community as we're moving into this uh, brave, new, crazy, and challenging world? Boy, that's a, that's a great question, Alex. Um, I think they, that designers today have a lot of options out in the marketplace. And I think, though, that the smart ones or the ones that are going to be around for a while are those that are looking at the, at the longer-term picture um, when, when they're making their investments. And, and like I said earlier around the software investment, companies are spending more and more on these, uh, on these projects, especially on the software side, and being able to reuse that in the future um, is really, I, I think, going to be the thing that differentiates kind of the winners from the, the, the not-so-winners in, in the future going forward. Um, so I would suggest or, or re- really recommend, and I'm sure you know a lot of your listeners are already doing this, is, is it's not so much about the price of the chip anymore. It's about the price of the investment and, and the longevity of that investment and from project to project to project. And, and those that I think recognize that and, um, are going to have a bright future. <laughs> and that's something I also agree with you on, Steve. I really want to uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us. We're really moving into some interesting waters with the Internet of Things and all, and to know that there are more solutions out there that the community can access is always comforting. So thanks, Steve, for uh, coming out and talking about the new devices. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate the opportunity. Pleasure is ours. And we'll bring you out sometime again in the near future. We can chat some more about the uh, Internet of Things and some of the embedded space. Fantastic. Excellent. And I'd like to also thank the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.